everyone, I'm Rachel Poli here with Ari Meglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We are on episode 130, and this week's question is, how should you budget your book? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy this episode, please do give it a like, write a review, and share it with your friends. So this week, we're going to be talking about budgeting a book, and it sounds just as delightful as it probably actually is. Budgeting a book is similar to how you need to budget everything else in your life. It's like when you pay your bills at home, pretty much. You know how you have X amount of money in your pocket, you take the average cost of your bills, set that aside each month, and whatever you have left over, you can use for anything else you'd like. That's kind of what we're talking about when we say budget your book. And before I go any further, I do want to say that we're discussing self-publishing, not traditional publishing. As a self-published author, you're responsible for doing everything yourself, and that includes covering all the costs. Yeah, so if you're going self-publishing, I think the best way to start is to make a list of the things you need to pay for or that you may need to pay for. And sometimes you don't always realize it. So by making the list early on and then you can add to it as you're writing your book, it gives you a better idea of where you might have to spend your money. Let's go through the obvious things first. And that's for the actual book itself, which would be a cover. So you might need a cover designer an editor and a formatter so obviously if you're going for a a cover that's being made by someone else and let's be honest we've talked about this before unless you are a great designer and have got like experience in designing don't make your cover yourself just don't there are plenty of really good book designers out there you can go and get ones you can go and get covers that they have made And then they can just put your title on and your name if the cover looks similar to what you need. Or you can get fully customized ones. Obviously, if you're using a template creation, then that's going to be cheaper than if they fully customize a book cover for you. Obviously, editors, there isn't just one editor. You've got to think of the different types of editing. There's developmental editing, line editing, copy editing, proofreading, and... So things like a developmental edit will be more expensive than a proofread. So do you want a developmental edit? Do you want a line edit? You can also find editors that have bundle packages where they might do a developmental edit and then a line edit, then a copy edit, things like that. You may feel that you don't have any developmental issues and you just want a line editor. In the end, you as the author can decide that. Personally, if this is your first book or you're new to writing, I would definitely look at getting a developmental editor and a copy editor and a line editor, personally. But again, we are talking about budgeting and not everyone can afford that. So think about the best way to move your book forward and what you can spend it on. Make sure you research your editors. Same with formatters. You need to have your book formatted for paperback and for e-copy because it is slightly different editing. So if that's something you're not comfortable with, then you can find formatters who will do it for you. And again, a lot of these will do bundle packages where you can get both an ebook and a paperback copy done for a cheaper price than if you did two separate ones. You go through and you start listing anything you would need to outsource. Those are the main ones when we're talking about the book itself. There's also things like the ISBN number that would go on the back of the physical copy. Oh, actually, you you do need an ISBN number for every single type of copy, just so you know. But obviously, the ISBN number is always known on the back on the barcode. That's another cost. But again, I believe, 
I know in the UK and I think in the US, you can buy bundles of 10, which is actually cheaper than buying individual ones. And again, since you need an ISBN number for each copy, so if you've got a paperback, a hardback, and an ebook, though that means you need three ISBN numbers just for that story because you've got three different formats. That's another cost you would have to think about. So that should be on your list. You're right. When you when you buy the ISBN number and the barcodes and stuff, you can buy them in bulk and buy them in groups of 10. Or I've actually seen that you can buy like a hundred at a time. Like if you yourself are a self-publisher and you help authors um, self-publish their books and you do it for them through Amazon or draft to digital or wherever, you know, you decide to self-publish your books, you can buy just a whole lot of ISBN numbers and barcodes and you can assign them to the different books from the authors. So it's actually pretty cool and it's not that expensive. But I also want to add, there is something else that you should buy for your book. Uh, I don't know if everybody does this. I know some people just type in the copyright in the front of your book, but you can buy a copyright registration. And in the US, there's a certain website. It costs about $90, so it's not really that expensive. And you just register your book and say you're the author and that everything belongs to you and all that fun stuff, all the copyright stuff and they will basically write the copyright for you. And then you can just copy and paste that, stick it in the front of your book and you have your receipt or certificate. I don't know what, what you get for it, but you have proof that the book belongs to you so that God forbid, if anybody tries to steal your work, you have the receipts. But other than that, I think Ari covered everything. I do want to add about the book editors and stuff, for example. I think when you budget your book, I think one of the first things you should do when looking for an editor is to decide a couple of editors that you want to go with. I think the money should be the last thing that you look at, which I know sounds weird considering that editors are expensive, as they should be. They deserve it. But I think when you're looking for an editor, I had it narrowed down to about four or five editors, I think. And I didn't bother looking at the price. What I looked at was I wanted to look at their availability. I looked at their testimonials. I looked at their portfolios to see how, how many clients they have, see if I recognized any author names, and also to make sure that they actually edit in my genre, because that's super important. But I also wanted to see what type of editing that they offer, because especially like with your first book, you probably want developmental edits, copy edits, proofreading, as Ari said. And I actually found it, not all editors do all of that. So if you if you decide that you need a developmental edit, copy edit, and proofread, and you find an editor that only does proofreading, well, then now you're going to need two editors. And that that could just end up being a mess. So I actually found an editor that does pretty much all types of editing and they even do package options. So I found an editor that does a package option that includes developmental editing, copy editing and proofreading, which is perfect because that's exactly what I wanted. And because of that, then I looked at the money and I was able to budget in and compare the, the cost for the other editors and depending on what they offered, so it kind of all intertwines when you do your research, you kind of need to look at what's best for your book and then you look at the money and if you can afford it, great, go with it. 
And if you can't, then you might need to find somebody else or, you know, take off. I don't know. You just might need to find somebody else. Oh, and also when you, another thing to add to your budget, which you might not be able to add in right away is proof copies and arc copies because this costs money. You can't, when you self-publish on Amazon, you can get yourself a proof if you, you know, decide to do paperback or hardcover. Yes, hardcover is a thing on Amazon now. And they'll send you a proof, but you got to pay for it. And obviously that's just one copy for yourself. So it may be in it inexpensive, but if you decide to send out ARCs to advanced readers and not e-ARCs, then you're going to have to pay for more author copies. And that is going to be costly as well. You don't just pay like if you list your, your book for $9.99, you don't just go on Amazon and pay the $9.99. Because you're the author, you get to pay extra and you get to pay for the printing of it as well, including tax and all that fun stuff. So you might not know that number at the top of your head, but if you, you can probably Google some averages and maybe other authors have explained the money that they've spent on proof copies and ARCs. So you might be able to give yourself a brief average and add that into your budget. I do want to say when Ari and I decided to record this episode, it kind of inspired me to create a budget for my mystery novel. So that's exactly what I did. And I know the budget is going to be different for everybody, but including the editor and the book cover designer, the ISBN, the copyright, the formatting and everything, not including the proofs and the arcs because haven't figured that out yet. I'm looking at about $1,650. So I figured including, I know that there might be added costs somewhere, there might be tax, and then obviously the proof copies and stuff like that. So I'm probably looking at about $2,000. That's good to know, because when I did my budget, I came around like between $1,500 and $2,200, depending on the extra things we, we looked at. So yeah, and can I just say, Rachel's totally right with the proof copies, get them. It's really important. You should get proof copies. You should get a proof copy that's a digital and you should get a physical proof copy. And you should go through with a fine tooth comb because that is your best chance just before it gets published and goes out live to catch any of those little shitty errors that snuck by all the other edits and things. They're the perfect time to catch the formatting issues. If you've misspelt somebody's name halfway through, if you reuse the word too many times and nobody noticed, seriously, don't skimp on proof copies. They are very important. And yeah, you, obviously you can get proof copies or author copies to give out as ARCs, or you can go and get digital. You still have to pay for them too, obviously. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a very good point. Totally forgot about proof copies. Thank you for that, Rachel. And yeah, the, uh, the copyright, I do know it's different for different countries. So obviously... Every country, if you depend on which country you're in, please go and check the thing. But it's a very, it's worth it, I think, having that full copyright. Oh, yeah. I know, I know copyright technically is just this, you know, as soon as you've created it, it's yours and you are you know, the copyright holder. But having the backing of something a bit more legal is <laughs> quite useful. So now that you have your book completed and paid for, now it's time to market the damn thing. And obviously that's gonna cost some money as well. I think the first thing you should do when it comes to marketing is brainstorm 
a brief marketing plan or ideas ahead of time and price them out. Pick and choose which paid methods you can afford and you think would work well for your book. Obviously, there's plenty of uh, marketing methods that you can do for free. So obviously, keep, keep track of those, write down those ideas, and use those ideas. And if they work, great. If not, well, they were free. You had nothing to work. You have nothing to lose. But there are some other paid methods, like such as ads. You can pay for Amazon ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, all, you know, everybody loves advertisements. Absolutely. Depending on who you talk to, some people think Amazon ads work or just advertisements in general work and other people tell you to stay away from them. I personally have never used ads. I've never paid for them for my books. So I really can't say whether they work or not, but I'm going to assume that depending on how much money you put forward in these ads and how much you promote these ads, your sales and your just your work in general, I think it probably works better for some people than it does for others. But in addition, you can also spend money for reviews, which I know that's a touchy subject as well, but you can go on websites such as Readsy or Book Sirens and put your book up on there. And reviewers can choose if they want a copy and they'll read it for free and uh, write a review, post it on their blog, Amazon, wherever you want the to review it. But you do need to pay like the book sirens platform to put your book up there. So you're not necessarily paying the reviewer, but you're just paying the, the host to host your book on there. Long story short. And Readsy is the same way you, you pay, you pay Readsy to promote your book to the reviewers. And if you want to tip the reviewers, you can. Again, I haven't done either of these. I just, I've just heard of them and I think they've worked well for many other authors like Book Sirens, for example, will help promote your email list as well. So that's certainly a bonus. I have to say I'm actually on an exclusive Facebook group and that does talk about different marketing aspects. And it seems to be a mixed bag. I've seen people who say that Facebook ads didn't work for them because they weren't very big on Facebook or their target audience wasn't. But their Amazon ads and their BookBub ads were brilliant. And I've seen other people who said, no, it didn't work. And other people who said, I've advertised everywhere and it really brought in sales. So I think it's that thing again, isn't it? It depends on your genre, your market, your target audience, your ideal reader where those people are going to be are they going to be on facebook do they find their books from amazon do they find their books in bookshops are they on the you know the more independent places are they very visual do they need to see adverts on instagram or you know are they more of a quick glance at something so it's a twitter ad would do better so again i think research your your target audience research the platforms figure out where you could do your ads and maybe if you do decide to put some money towards ads maybe run them in smaller quantities like you could do like a five-day ad or a three-day ad in different places and then see what the what the data says if you get no hits at all from facebook then maybe facebook isn't for you but if your amazon ads hit then that's a good one to start if none of them hit maybe you need to try it a bit longer or maybe you just want to cut your losses and also regarding marketing if you are thinking of doing swag, which a lot of authors do these days, especially for their book launch, and that can be things like printing bookmarks, postcards, stickers, mini 
images of their characters, because a lot of authors these days are doing pre-orders in their launch windows. And what they do is if you pre-order the book and then prove that by sending them a copy of the receipt, you will sometimes get swag given to you. So if you're the sort of person who thinks, yeah, you know what? I would like to encourage people to do um, my pre-order. I want to share some really cool designs. Obviously, you're talking another design, which you might need to get the book cover designers to do a bit extra. Or if it's just the book cover on a bookmark, you're going to have the printing costs, the postage costs. Obviously, if you order quantities, you get discounts, but you don't want to go silly. There's been a lot of new authors who've done that and bought like a thousand bookmarks and have not had that many people buy their book. And then they're left with stacks of bookmarks. Consider how many you want, what sort of thing. Do you want bookmarks and postcards and stickers? Do you just want bookmarks? Do you just want stickers? Do you want a bit of both? Do you want something a bit more intense? And then you have to then consider postage because if you're if you've got people who are ordering your book internationally that's postage costs so if you think right well I've got 200 postcards so the first 200 people that pre-order they're going to get the postcards so it's the postcard cost the designer who made it and then the postage and you have to think about depending on where you're shipping those postcards to also in the same vein a lot of authors are starting to run giveaways and contests for their books which could mean maybe the the winners get like a signed cover a signed, a signed copy or maybe they get extra swag or something like that again if it's anything physical you have to consider the cost of the item and shipping it out so that's another thing if you are considering it put that on your list put it on your marketing list look at different print companies look at different design companies again if you're a if you're a designer yourself you could design some some items and then you could go through print on demand shops like like printful or printify i think <laughs> Printful's definitely one i can't remember if printify is you know there's places you can do t-shirts that you just get the design and then they can print them on a t-shirt and ship them out so you can cut costs in different ways but obviously you'll still need your designs and things like that and it's obviously your time as well but yeah there's lots of different ways. And as Rachel said, there's some free ways as well. So write down everything and then anything that's more of a cost, put a circle around it and then you can budget. But don't automatically go for everything that's a, that's a cost one. And yet in the same vein, I'm going to say it, don't just go for all the free marketing. There's a reason it's free. You know, you'll never hit as many people with the free marketing as you will with some of the paid ones that are designed to get in front of people like right in their face. So just just a thought. I'm probably going to get some pushback on that. No, you're not wrong. I mean, I will admit that when I mentioned that my average for my book would be about $1,600 to $2,000, that does not include any marketing at all. I haven't really sat down and made a list of any paid or free marketing yet. I have some ideas, but I haven't budget factored, but I haven't factored that into my budget. So it can certainly uh add to the cost quite a bit depending on what you decide to do okay with all that said so you've got your list of things that are going to cost regarding the book you've got your list of things of marketing that might cost you so you have a vague idea of what your budget will be a couple of quick things it's a good idea to budget before you finish your story if you've waited till you've finished and polished and everything then you might feel yourself jumping to the first cheap one or rushing to 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 
pick the, the, the editor that's got the most available to you right now. If you budget early and figure out, wow, I'm, I'm going to need at least a thousand pounds or two thousand pounds. If you give yourself enough time, at least you can be saving for that. Just because you're budgeting an amount doesn't mean you have to have that amount. So you should consider if that's what your amount comes to and that's what you want. You want these editors, you want these developmental edits, you want um, swag, you want ads. Rather than going, oh, I can't afford that, just slice them. You could make sure you budget for it. You start putting money aside into your little writer's account. That way you can cover it and you're not having to suddenly, quickly find £2,000. So, yeah, if you can budget before, if you can work out your budget before you write the book or at least before you finish the book and then start saving for it, that is a good idea. And then next is research. You need to think about it. You need to look at the different editors. Go and look at four or five editors. Speak to writers that you admire and find out who their editor was, especially if they're self-published. Go and find cover designs. Look at books that you like with covers. See who the artist was. Reach out to them. Find out what their package deal is. Do some searches. There's loads of different ones. Don't just find the first one and jump to them with the price. As Rachel said, you don't look at price straight away. Just get several of each and then you can start whittling it down. And again, because we were talking about budgeting before you finish the book, have a few because you, you might want to, you might find a perfect editor, but by the time you finish your book, if they're, if they're um, a well-known editor, they might not have space for you or it might take a bit longer. Obviously, if you're budgeting and it's going well, you might even be able to book them in. If, you, if, you're, if you're that good and you know when your novel's going to be ready for editing, if you're on schedule, because some of you are, you could book them in a couple of months after when you know you're going to finish. Risky, very risky, because life can hit you in the face and derail, derail you, but, you know, it's there. But I would definitely have two or three ready to look at for when you finish, because if one of them can't, you can move to your next one, things like that. And also consider the time and cost and quality. Not everything is the same. So going for the cheapest doesn't mean you're going to get good quality. Going for the most expensive doesn't mean you're going to get good quality. You know, so just in the end, with things like cover designers, formatters, editors, you want to make sure you're having a good connection with those people so that when you describe your book cover, they're working with you well. When you go through the edits, they're finding things that are really going to help and you're not going to clash with them. And then you also need to think about the cost benefit. Is it worth spending £500 paying a formatter when if you just if you were willing to give the time, you could learn how to format your book, especially say you're only doing ebooks. Say you don't want to do paperback just yet. It might be quicker and cheaper for you to learn how to do formatting an ebook rather than paying a formatter. Obviously, I've said it before, a cover designer, unless you are a designer or have any form of experience in that sort of way, or really good with you know software where you can go onto stock photos and and you know create an amalgamated cover if you're using the right stock photos that you're allowed to do that with by the way don't don't do that go and pay for a cover designer so certain ones like unless you're a professional editor pay for a professional editor in fact do that anyway because editors will will miss their own the same with that but maybe you could create your own ads maybe you could create some of your own marketing things so it comes down to cost benefit throwing money at a situation isn't always the best but getting, going free when you should pay is also not the best 
So yeah, it's it's just about working out the quality, the time, and the cost. That's what you need to think about when you're budgeting for your book. I have nothing else to say. I concur. I think Ari said all of that uh, very nicely. I think there's so much to think about when it comes to writing a book. It's not just writing and then editing and then publishing it. There's so much else that you need to think about. There's so much research and collaboration with editors, book cover designers, and so on. And unfortunately, it all costs money. Everybody's got to make a living. And if you find someone that does a great job at what they do, then it is certainly worth the money. Uh, but as Ari said, I think it's a good idea to budget your book before you start. And as you write your book, you can save up. And then by the time you finish that first draft or by the time you're ready for a professional editor to look at it, hopefully you have enough money to at least pay the editor if not everything else that you need for the book to be completely published. So with all of that said, we're going to turn it over to you guys now. How do you set up a budget for your novel? And did we forget anything? We'd love to chat about it. So tell us your answers in the comments below. And if you want some more of the Mary Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you're listening. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer podcast for bonus content. It really helps keep the show going, so we appreciate the support. But in the meantime, you guys can tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Mary Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Felt Tip Pens. We love to color code. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.